it. The process of elimination in this competition. Pinfall, submission, or count on. There is no poison, no creation, and no medicine to cure what we have. It takes a certain kind of man. That's the kind of man you are looking at. It takes a certain kind of man. That's the kind of man you are looking at. From the ashes of the Datafight Media Network and the ruins of half a lifetime spent speaking truth to power, this is Alan John's Ring of Tyranny. Another wild week of wrestling. Welcome, everyone, to Ring of Tyranny. I am your host, Alan Johns, the ex-emperor of the Datafight Media Empire. Uh, welcome to the only wrestling podcast featuring an ex-truth-telling uh, show host uh, and the also the unfortunate distinction of being the only wrestling podcast uh, interrupted by the laughter of a devious space alien. Ah. <laughs> uh, we got a few things to talk about this week, I guess. You're, you're, if you're watching, you're uh, walking weary, as the rest of us are. It's, it's been pretty bad. Uh, no bones about it. Uh, it's hard to uh, even convince myself uh, to keep watching at times. It's, it's boring, and there's no excuse for boring. Uh, things can be cheesy, dumb, bad, whatever, but boring is inexcusable. And uh, having to fill 10 hours of... Uh, to 100 hours, whatever it is, a week of programming. Uh, it's a kind of a given that not all of it's going to be great, but it's starting to become very apparent that things may be easier if the uh, task was split up and not left to the prowess of one man who is starting his own football league and is probably distracted with that, I'm assuming. It's gotten really bad, though. Really bad. Lowest ratings of all time, I believe, this past week, uh, which started... Raw started with a couple uh, segments with the women and uh, kind of did things different. And some are worried about what the ramifications of that may be. Anyway, we are going to get to that in a minute. Uh, we want to talk to you first. Uh, um, well, uh, we got a couple emails, and they were asking why when a link to the show is posted on Twitter, it says podcast by Kevin Hurth. So I want to uh, kind of explain a little bit. I Kevin, So Kevin Hurth had a podcast before this podcast with his uh, friend Nick Lombard, and it was called Grass Growing. Now, I haven't listened to the podcast. Uh, but basically, he's Bernie's friend. I don't know the man. But uh, when we needed to get this podcast up and running, uh, Bernie didn't have enough money to start a SoundCloud account. And I guess his friend Kevin Hurth had uh, some space and was willing to keep the channel up if Bernie wanted to use it. So now we're using it. 
Oh, I, I, as I said before, mentioned before, I was the emperor of the Datafy Media Empire, which was an online, uh, well, we had a podcast. We had a show on AM radio in our uh, little county of uh, Base County out there. And it was very, it was becoming very popular. Uh, and then was unfortunately interrupted by an uh, 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 alien invasion, a space alien invasion. Uh, space alien came to Earth. He didn't like the show, and he took away my voice for two years. And now it's back. My voice is back, uh, but I don't have my conspiracy, well, my truth-telling show anymore. And uh, my wife and I decided it would be best if I stayed away from politics, but I had to come back to broadcasting. I've got it in my bones. I've got it in my blood. And we're bringing you this podcast about um, the only other uh, area of interest outside of truth-telling that I really have professional wrestling. But first, we're going to mix it up a little bit here. Um... We've got a new segment, a uh, movie review segment, with our producer, Bernie Brasito, and it's called Bernie's Pick Flicks, and uh, he's going to review uh, another, uh, I believe it's another WWE Films presentation. Um, so enjoy the new segment of uh, Bernie's Pick Flicks. Thanks, Alan, and you are correct. Uh, this week on Bernie's Pick Flicks, we are reviewing the WWE Films presentation of Knucklehead. Uh, Knucklehead is a movie that stars The Big Show and uh, shares some of the same actors as The Chaperone. I believe this must have been made around the same time. Uh, basically, The Big Show is like a 35-year-old orphan who lives in a Catholic orphanage run by nuns, uh, one of which is Wendy Malick uh, from the show Just Shoot Me, among other things, Dream On. Uh, funny enough, Elliot from Just Shoot Me, the bald guy, uh, was and uh, had a feature role in The Chaperone as well. But back to Knucklehead, uh, this movie basically, the big show is big klutz and he lights the orphanage on fire and they're in big trouble uh, with the bank. They're gonna have to uh, get a bunch of money to rebuild the orphanage in order to keep it open and uh, keep uh, a place open where orphans can go and be taken care of. And so the big show ends up uh, with a scuzzy, scummy guy that's praying in the church. Uh, gets him uh, in, on the fighting circuit, but this guy uh, kind of on the lower fighting circuit, at least for a little while. Big show uh, wrestles um, at a synagogue, this guy, and then he wrestles uh, some kid's dad in the, in the backyard of the kid's house. And then he wrestles a bear and Bear at the carnival that Big Show pins uh, makes him a star and everyone wants to see him fight uh, and he's gonna fight um, Dennis Farina's pick. I can't remember uh, the name but you know it's one of those family movies with uh, a lot of goofy stuff happening. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, it's a terrible movie but worth a watch if you like uh, to laugh at terrible things. Uh, so, uh, I give it uh, a couple stars. WWE Films, Knucklehead, uh, check it out. Oh, thank you, Bernie, for that review of the uh, WWE Films presentation of, uh, of Knucklehead. I, uh, I have seen the movie uh, when it first came out on DVD. Uh, watched it with my, my son, John Johns, uh, and he uh, said at the time that it was the worst movie he'd ever seen in his life. Well, I'm... Uh, I'm uh, I could certainly see where you'd get that. It is a terrible, it's a very, uh, it's low budget, it's uh, cheesy, but uh, I, I enjoy 
uh, uh, knucklehead. I, I had a, uh, quite a few chuckles at knucklehead. Uh, so you could, you know, it might even call me chucklehead. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, well, um, as I said before, uh, we've been getting some good uh, feedback from you guys, and please send more. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Ring of Tyranny, and you can also email ringoftyranny at gmail.com. And uh, bringing up uh, Kevin Hurth, we are going to, uh, he actually did the music, apparently, uh, the out, the new outro music you've been hearing. So we're going to feature that. Uh, that's some of his. Uh, and since he is letting us use the RSS feed, uh, I'll post a link to his music as well in the description. <laughs> and I apologize uh, if there is an... Uh, I'm, I'm half expecting there to be a ridiculous amount of laughter from uh, Skinner's end over this episode. Uh, I cut a promo on the guy. Well, the, the guy, he's not really a guy. He's a space alien. But I cut a promo on him last week, and I, I got a little uh, a little harsh. <laughs> uh, and I'm not going to apologize for it. <laughs> because I stand by what I said. I don't think he has any right to take my voice away. I'm not even talking about politics, but he's, he's throwing laughter all over the show with technology that's higher than ours. Otherwise, we'd cut it out. We'd block it. No, believe me. But he has the he has the uh, he he has the advantage of over us on this. So he's putting his laughter over the show. There's not a whole lot I can do about it, and I'm just I'm just uh, apologizing in advance because I can see him putting uh, more than usual over uh, this episode after I cut that that promo on him. Uh, anyway, let's talk about this week in wrestling. <laughs> so this week we watched four wrestling shows total. Uh, Raw, uh, SmackDown, The Usual Suspects, NXT. And we watched uh, Impact Wrestling, uh, the episode from uh, November 22nd, 2018, which uh, coincidentally, the same day as Thanksgiving. So uh, we say week, we, we mean weeks, that's fine. Uh, to Raw... Uh, like I said, Raw started with the women's segments, and this seemed like a bold move. Um, especially, well, it started with a match, which was surprising in the first place. Uh, Ronda Rousey uh, versus uh, Nia Jackson Tamina. I don't even remember, but Natalia tried to come out. It was Natalia and Nia and uh, Ronda versus Nia and Tamina and. Natalia got taken by the riot squad who ran in off off screen somewhere and they they just seemed to be I, I would expect that if I if you were Natalia wouldn't you expect that the riot squad is about to grab you anyway they put her through a table she was huffing uh, she seemed very upset she hurt her elbow she kept holding the elbow and Ronda Rousey took her backstage and yelled at people for not helping her and uh, well it was but it was it was a segment now the segment after that uh, was uh, kind of awkward. Alexa Bliss asking Sasha and Bailey questions. There were questions from the audience, but they were obviously uh, written beforehand. And Charlie Caruso goes around the ring, takes the questions. Uh, Bailey and Sasha kind of awkwardly answer them. Uh, then there was something I enjoyed. As a Baron, there was a Baron Corbin sort of propaganda video talking about all his accomplishments as general manager, how great it's going to be when he becomes permanent general manager after TLC. And uh, I thought it was funny. I, I, I chuckled a bit. And this tells us that we're going to be celebrating Drew McIntyre Day uh, for some reason. We're going to be celebrating that next. Uh, Drew McIntyre Day uh, turns out to be Baron Corbin praising Drew McIntyre and then giving him a fake gold medal. Now, I was a little offended about this. It's obviously a rib at Kurt Angle. Uh, but 
We all know that Drew McIntyre's medal is just a token from Corbin. We all know that Kurt Angle's gold medals are real. Those were won in the Olympics because Kurt Angle is a true American hero. He's an Olympic hero. He's my hero. I believe he should be your hero, too. And uh, you have to wonder whether he's not just uh, fuming, uh, waiting in the shadows to ruin this whole Baron Corbin thing, getting praised with propaganda videos that he's going to be a permanent GM. You really have to wonder if Kurt Angle's going to let that happen, the, uh, being the hero that he is. Anyway, Baron Corbin gives uh, Drew McIntyre this medal. Dolph Ziggler comes out, and he's like, Hey, uh, we were friends. What, what happened? And Drew McIntyre says, you're, you're too small to hang out with me. Which, uh, well, I mean, I guess you don't, you don't go into a, a profession like professional wrestling because you, have, you, have, you, you spend your spare time, you know, conceptualizing long mathematical equations. Anyway, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre have a match, and Finn Balor comes out and distracts Drew McIntyre so that he gets pinned by Dolph Ziggler, which was uh, crazy. I, Drew McIntyre hadn't been pinned by anyone, and so it was kind of poetic for Dolph Ziggler to pin him. Uh, there was a match after that. Uh, Heath Slater had to fight Rhino uh, for leaving. Uh, they haven't been on TV in a while, but there they were, and they were going to be in a match against each other. So they have the match. Uh, it's whatever, uh, and Heath Slater beats Rhino. And Rhino's fired. Uh, now, some on the outside of this say Rhino's retiring, so don't worry too much about it. I think everything's okay. I heard an interview with Rhino uh, on the Edge and Christian podcast uh, a few months ago, maybe. And he lives on a houseboat, and he sounds like a pretty together guy. I think everything's going to be okay. He probably uh, was okay with this uh, decision, and he put Heath Slater over. And I guess I have Kurt Hawkins and Heath Slater mixed up. But Kurt Hawkins is the one that has 200-something losses to his record. No wins. And I got that confused, so I got a little excited. I was like, oh, the guy with no wins won, but it wasn't the guy with no wins. And um, I was wrong. Anyway, we move on. Uh, there's a segment with Elias and Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley points at his butt. I think, uh, you know, this is fine. It's whatever. Dean Ambrose, they, uh, uh, they showed... I, I was wondering if maybe Dean Ambrose had done something to uh, annoy or offend someone in the back. Because they show this picture of him getting the shot in his butt from last week. I think three times with this weird smile on his face. The, the, the smile of a man with a needle in his butt cheek. And... They showed this three times. It was kind of a goofy picture of him. And then the sirens start wailing. Uh, this was in Houston, Texas, by the way, a town I am familiar with. We were coming from you. We we're coming to you from somewhere in Texas. I'd rather not be specific, but trust me, Houston is a town I know well. And Dean Ambrose, uh, really, it's not too ridiculous to come out in a gas mask in a town like Houston. He says, you people are filthy. And we had a kind of... Uh, well, I'll get to this when I talk about Daniel Bryan. But anyway, uh, he does kind of a Bane thing. I'll be honest, I never really saw the whole Tom Hardy Bane thing. Uh, I liked The Dark Knight and Batman Begins, but The Dark Knight Rises, I mean, I turned the thing off in 25 minutes. So this didn't bother me. I thought it was pretty good, actually. Uh, his match, uh, he has this new fur jacket collar that matches his beard and a gold necklace that just puts him, kind of makes him extra sleazy. And the whole angle is kind of sleazy. I just don't 
don't know how they're going to reconcile it with the uh, outing Renee on commentary as his wife. And, you know, but I did enjoy the promo. Uh, if you go back and watch the promo, as I did, uh, one of the few, there was two promos. And, and both promos this week, I ended up watching twice, which is the first time I've ever uh, gone back to watch something twice on a WWE show. So that says something. And if you go back and watch this promo, even put on subtitles, you can see there's some pretty interesting stuff going on in there in the uh, in the verbiage. Anyway, uh, he has his promo, and Seth Rollins runs out, and uh, you know how you know how these things go. So uh, uh, there was a match. Um, at this point, Finn Balor's come out a couple times. Finn Balor has a match with Drew McIntyre uh, at TLC. And he came out a couple times. He came out during the Elias match and um, uh, ru- ruined that for Bobby Lay. He confused everyone. Leo Rush ended up getting hit with a guitar that I think Elias uh, has been managing not to smash on anyone for a couple months. That Fender with the neon green pick guard. I, I like that guitar. Uh, but it got smashed over the back of Leo Rush. Uh, Finn Balor was distracted. And I'm kind of getting the feeling that Balor is coming out and checking out his recruits. Like, he's going to restart the Balor Club, or he's going to never really start it. So maybe start the Balor Club. And uh, maybe it'd be some kind of thing with Elias. Um... Who else? Dolph Ziggler. I mean, that could be interesting if if they went that route. I I would definitely be interested in seeing that. Anyway, uh, that was pretty much the whole show. I can't even remember what the main event was. Uh, It was a women's match. Yeah, yeah, SmackDown uh, was a little easier to watch. It was a little faster paced. It's a, a little more going on. Also started with the women, and uh, Charlotte Flair and Becky came out uh, to talk about the match uh, they're going to have on, on Sunday, I guess, uh, actually a week from tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this on Saturday, uh, December 8th. I believe it's the 8th, um, and tomorrow is the 9th, so uh, TLC is going to be away from that. Anyway, uh, they're talking about the match. The belt is actually hung over the ring, which I thought was interesting, uh, to remind people, I guess, that it's not a pinfall competition. Uh, it's not going to be scheduled for one fall, so hold your one fall repeat line and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, uh, they talk. Um Oscar says, uh, Charlotte already beat you, Becky. Or Becky already beat Charlotte. And the crowd goes, oh, and Oscar's in the match now. And I think this is going to be a good match. I'm pretty excited about it. But then Charlotte, I, I, I don't know if she said this, but I, Charlotte did beat Asuka at WrestleMania. So I thought this was kind of weird that Asuka got that uh, dig in when she got beat. Anyway, so... Um, there was a match with Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton again. Randy Orton tried to grab Jeff Hardy's ear again and do the gross thing where he put his finger through the hole in Jeff Hardy's ear and twists it. Uh, but he didn't do that. And just Samoa Joe came on the TV. He was bartending for some reason. I'd, uh, honestly, I'd rather see him in the ring, but he was bartending tonight and kind of suggested again that Jeff Hardy doesn't have control of his faculties and... I don't really understand what this storyline is going for. I much prefer Night Night AJ. Um, But anyway, this is where we are. So Joe is uh, bartending. And then we go to Miz TV, which was easily, uh, I think this was my favorite episode of Miz TV ever. He's interviewing the new Daniel Bryan, and he wants the new Daniel Bryan to say that he uh, won the championship championship by cheating the way that Miz has been telling him to for all these years. He wanted Daniel Bryan to admit that Miz was right and that it was okay to take the belt at any cost. Daniel Bryan said uh, yes, then no, then yes, then no. 
Then yes, then no. And then Daniel Bryan, uh, the new Daniel Bryan, went into a slow-burning tirade about the crowd. About the crowd and the way they use plastic. The way they over-consume meat and pollute the air with their toots. Uh, creating climate change with the methane gas that comes from our butts. Now, if this was three years ago, Alan Johns, the old Alan Johns, before uh, a space alien came to Earth, posed as a skinhead, and just because he hated my so uh, show so much, stole my voice. If this was that Alan Johns, I would have been uh, very upset by Daniel Bryan's promo. Daniel Bryan talks about how we're sheep uh, for having fun chants that we like to do in the audience at the live shows. For um, hoping that he can uh, win a match without kicking somebody in the groin. For uh, trying to see the good in people like Daniel Bryan, even when they make it really difficult. Chastising an audience that's paying to see you for the way they live their life. Well, that's something that would have really upset me a few years ago. But after the space alien skinner posed as a skinhead and stole my voice, things changed. We moved out to the country to be safe, to get away from uh, what had happened with the Datafy Media Empire. And as I recovered, I, I watched, I, I fell back in love with my old love, wrestling. I, I watched a ton of wrestling while The Voice was gone after the space aliens stole it. And when The Voice came back about six months ago, well, I was so grateful. So grateful to profess my love for hamburgers to ask my wife to bring me another water bottle when uh, the one I was drinking ran out. Daniel Bryan comes on and tells us we're bad for using water bottles, and we all know uh, he's legit. He is a vegan. He doesn't eat meat and release methane gas from his butt into the air as much as we do. Uh, well, I think, I believe, listen, what I'm trying to say is I had time to reflect. My daughter has... Uh, sustained us with her organic farming operation, uh, not only monetarily, but also uh, physically. We eat the food, and it's wonderful. <laughs> Being out here away from the hustle and bustle, <laughs> you know, it's not really worth your time to fill a trash bags full of plastic. <laughs> and I guess... This promo was, was huge. This, this promo from the new Daniel Bryan was huge, and, and I like it. it. It was intense. Watch it if you haven't watched it. I watched it twice. I watched this promo twice and the Dean Ambrose promo twice. <laughs> um, <laughs> the worst thing about the new Daniel Bryan is he's right. We could do, at least he's right in the sense that we could do better and not make such a hustle uh, fuss <laughs> because we're not doing as good as we should. Anyway, on to the words for this week and then we gotta go because we're running way over. This one is long in the tooth just like the last one was. Um, let's see here. Uh, the pod champ of the week is the new Daniel Bryan uh, for obvious reasons. The pod women's champ of the week is Brie Bella for being married to the new Daniel Bryan. Lucky girl. And the pod match of the week was Cesaro versus Xavier Woods versus Jey Uso on SmackDown. It was a great match. It was a fun match. Uh, I uh, say watch it if you have the time. Ringoftyranny at gmail.com and at Ringoftyranny on Twitter. Have a good night.
Ring of Tyranny was recorded at a secret location in Texas. Uh, we thank you very much for listening. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email BernieProsito at gmail.com or 3HorsesRadio at gmail.com. That's the number three. Uh, thank you again for listening. Come back. There's going to be more episodes. Uh, we'll probably have some t-shirts and maybe some mixtapes coming out. At some point, we'll figure out a way you can donate. Uh, keep this ad free. And uh, Alan wants you all to know he loves his little warriors. And uh, he wants you to keep fighting the good fight.